Welcome to the Iron Sight Gaming Podcast. This is episode three. I'm Drew Bosley. Joined alongside me, as always, is Nathan Quinn. Nate, what's happening? Uh, not too much, buddy. Just ready to talk some more video games. Give everybody the latest news on all sorts of interesting things. I don't even know where to begin with all this stuff, man. Yeah, we got a busy show. We got a good show, as always. We'll be talking about what we've been up to, what we've been playing. We talk about all the latest news that's around the industry, as well as we have a pretty cool topic today about a whole ton of video games that we just can't seem to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. And as always, we'll end things off with a review. Why don't we get started with what we've been playing. Nate, what you up to? All right, so this weekend was the open beta for For Honor, like we were talked about previously. Yep. So I sunk uh, easily 12 hours straight on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I was up from... Well, I, you know, I worked all Friday and then stayed up all night till about 8 in the morning playing For Honor with oh, my buddies. Oh, man, oh, man. That's it, a lot of gaming. It was a lot of gaming, but my God. <laughs> was it fun? Yes. Got you hooked, eh? Oh, man. I, I couldn't help myself. I pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition, so... Wow. We have that installed now. I haven't really been able to play it too much because it's been a bit of a busy week since I've owned it on Tuesday, but... Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, wow. That game was just... Hook, line, and sinker right away, man. It, it, it's cool. I jumped in as well. I played a bit on the beta. I, I didn't do no 12 hours, mind you, but <laughs> I, I had a couple hours in. It's, a, it's an interesting take on a, on a new game. It's a different feel, I think, is what I appreciate the most from how you fight against other enemies because you have these stances that you're able to kind of justify how your target's going to hit you. And if you're not on the right side to defend that, that angle, if he's going to hit me on the right side, i got to be ready to guard the right side versus the left side as well as above so it's pretty cool i had a, a double takedown which was just flipping awesome oh, man. some of those slow motion kills the the high value executions kills, man right at the end of those things those are awesome uh, yeah they are really cool i ran into one scenario where i was playing domination and i had to capture one point and one of the enemies came charging at me so him and i or her and i did this little face-off thing it was it was so cool because you sat there and go okay my ha my health is halfway down their health is about the same, and we fought each other for a little bit, and then we backed off, kind of, kind of <laughs> like we caught our breath, right? It was one of those moments, and we, you can see, we just looked at each other and stared and go, okay, who's going to make the next move? Because our, our health is, the next hit is going to take it. Luckily, I was able to block and then counterattack, and I won that one. But it was such a cool battle experience, because... Most times you just go in, you run, gun, and shoot, and then it's over, right? Yeah. But with this, it was a little face-off. It was so cool. What a, what a game. I'm interested to see. I'm anxious to get into the game. Yeah, we'll definitely be pumping out a review for that within the next couple weeks. Yeah, that's for sure. We got, uh, there's just, our, man, my plate is full oh, of games. And that's lately. what we're going to talk about, how yeah. freaking many games we have. My yeah. goodness. You play anything else? Yeah, i I, again, play a little bit of Doom, as always. Got to squeeze a little bit of Doom in there sometime. <laughs> yep. So I hopped on the multiplayer for a bit. I actually played the campaign. I thought I'd restart that again for round three. Oh. <laughs> My God, right? Oh, man. But it, oh, that's just, anyways, one of those damn games, right? Yep. So, yeah, pretty much just Doom and For Honor. I'm trying to think, did we play anything? Oh, yes. Yes, we of did. Of course we did. Yeah, but that'll be coming up in, uh, in this podcast review, as well as our video review over on YouTube. Halo Wars 2. Yeah, yeah, we'll be talking a lot about that. So that's mostly what I've been up to. And then I got a new game that's under embargo that I can't talk about until next week. So <laughs> my hands are tied. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically what I've been playing is Halo Wars 2, which I said we'll be 
talking about man wow that is oh my goodness yeah very I'm excited cool. to tell everybody about this game yep that in the beta for or honor has basically occupied my weekend and this week so it's been it's been a good couple couple weeks of gaming yeah man I, oh, oh yeah that was short compared to usual because we've just been on the fence with uh, with a couple reviews but why don't we jump into the news all right start it off man all right get her going so, E3 opens their arms to the public. I believe this is the first year they've done it? Well, they've done it in the past, okay. but nothing like this. Because okay. they've let little groups in at numerous events before in the past at E3. But this year is a bit different. Why don't you uh, jump into what they've been up to here? All right, so E3 has announced that they will open the doors to the public to attend this year. The lucky 15,000 attendees will be welcomed into the largest gaming conference of the year, of course, as always. Mm-hmm. No details have been given about the actual conferences, but I think that it, that will remain for media only, but the floor is wide open. Only $250 per ticket. My God, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> only $250 per ticket, unless you're one of the lucky few that have been able to purchase the $150 ticket. Yeah, that was kind of like an early bird special, right? The first thousand, first thousand get people. it for 150 bucks. So that's... Um... You're starting to, I'm starting to see a trend in E3 that is actually kind of downsizing. You've seen a lot of studios pull out. Activision does their own. EA went and did their own now, too. They're not actually involved so much with E3, but they're around the press conference itself of hmm. E3. So they'll put on their own show, more or less, to show all the gamers what's coming out, what they have for their lineup for the year and the year after coming. But they've actually kind of pulled out of the E3 conference itself. Hmm. So, and then you see that this, well, unfortunately Disney shut down their own studio, but even they pulled out at one point too. So it's starting to downsize. So I think what they're trying to do now is because they're losing money, they're trying to pull in other ways to make the money. And you would look at 250 bucks a ticket for 15,000 people. That's a whole lot of coin in a couple of days. Yeah, no kidding. Right? Some, uh, Backwards compatibility for the Xbox One news launch. This is pretty cool. Rockstar once again up to something very cool, bringing GTA 4 and all of the DLC, the episodes from Liberty City, is now backwards compatible with the Xbox One. Man, I love that game. Man, GTA 4 was a staple of you know 360 and PS3 era, man. Yeah, absolutely. Last week, we discussed the little Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 season pass hiccup so phil spencer was reached out to on twitter and the person on twitter said hey phil what do you think about sniper ghost warrior 3 charging more for their game and dlc on xbox what i think the person was really trying to mean was the price of the game itself is the same it's still 60 dollars us canadian and we're paying 80 bucks but why the hell is the season pass not free to pre-order? Well, that's it. Xbox fans were left out of the loop. It was PS4 and PC were announced that they would be getting, if they pre-ordered the game, they'd be getting the season pass for free. So Phil responded, I saw that post today. I don't like it. I'm looking into what's going on there. I reached out to one of our contacts. He came back to me and said, looks like things have been fixed. What he had to say is CI Games, he actually linked me to uh, their Twitter account, and CI Games said, good news, Xbox fans, all versions of Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 will have identical content. So, Xbox fans now who pre-order Sniper Ghost Warrior 3 will be getting the season pass for free as well. 
So good on Phil for going to bat. Yeah. Phil, man, that guy's incredible for Xbox. Yeah, he's done a lot, man. Sure has changed that console around for the Xbox One because Don Maverick fucking buried this console. Oh, man, they, from launch, they... <laughs> it wasn't looking good. <laughs> no. Not looking good at all, right? <laughs> the Kinect, oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know. And yeah. the interface, I mean, I love Xbox, but it was a rough launch. Yeah, it was a slow... Rough year or so, two years. Yeah, but with Phil taking over, though, things have really come around. Oh, definitely. So it was nice to see that Xbox fans now have the same access that everybody else does to Sniper Ghost Warrior 3. All right, so Telltale has teased Episode 3 for Walking Dead. Yeah. Telltale has released news that The Walking Dead, A New Frontier, will launch Episode 3 above the law in March. Are you pumped? I am pumped. <laughs> I, love, I love The Walking Dead. So I, I'm. Um, you need to watch the show. <laughs> I Sorry. should, right? But the thing is, I hate zombies. I hate zombie games. I hate zombies. <laughs> They're nothing to the, about these things appeal to me. And then season one of The Walking Dead was launched by Telltale, and I thought, man, everybody's talking about this thing. I'm gonna jump in. Clementine and Lee, they just sucked me in. And the way the story was told, it's not a fast pace, like everything's just running at you. It's it's like a point and click adventure, more or less. And that I love that style of game. That's, that's my kind of style. That's I grew up on that style of game. So when they brought Telltale, brought over the Walking Dead series, I thought, well, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. And I fell in love with season one. I loved season two. There's always a debate which one was better. I think the ending of season one was incredible. I think it was actually better if I had to pick. I think I'd go for season one over season two. But still, season two was... A great sequel. Yeah, it was a great sequel. And then, so, season three is launched. I played episode one and two. I could talk about it because, man, that... It was short. Here's the frustrating part. When they launch each episode, each episode is about two to two how two and a half hours long. Well, season three launched, and they gave you episode one and two, and I beat them both together and within like two hours. Yeah, wow. So I wanted more out of it, but you play as Javier and his family and how, for the first time ever, you're not playing as Clementine or Lee. You're actually playing as this other character and Javier has a great grounded personality and you can see where his upbringing was and how he felt towards his family and how everything has just basically gone to hell and how Clem is introduced with episode one and two is man and then they left what a great cliffhanger for the end of episode two and I I cannot wait to jump in for episode three oh that's really exciting so we'll talk a lot more about that I think hopefully maybe (laughs) next month when that launches in March. Yeah. Definitely. Very cool. So a new open world game's coming out. This is pretty cool. Caught off guards <laughs> once yeah. again. Man, a lot of surprises lately. I like it. <laughs> this is great. So the new open world game that's coming is from behind the Forza Horizon series. Yeah, that would, that would be uh, Playground Games. Yeah. So doing something a little different, eh? Playground Games are in development on a non-racing open world title, to be exact. Yes, they're branching out of this, and they will be the first title that won't feature racing of any sort. I'm pretty excited about this. I love the Forza Horizon series, and 3, what an improvement over 2. I love 2. I'm not a racing fan particularly, but to jump in more of an arcade-ish style versus the motorsport series that they typically do... So they alternate each year between Turn 10 and Playground Games. 
So I tend to bounce over to playgrounds because it's more of an arcade feel and I can kind of grab more of that. But man, I just sunk a ton of time in a three. Horizon three was incredible. Oh, it was a great game, man. It was so good. South Park. Oh, the fractured butthole. <laughs> fractured butthole. Ubisoft, <laughs> Ubisoft has announced that South Park has been delayed. During an earnings report, Ubisoft stated that South Park, the fractured butthole, is now scheduled to release in their next fiscal year. Ubisoft's fiscal year typically runs between April 1st and March 1st. So it'll be April 1st, 2017 to March 31st, 2018. Huh. So basically this looks like we're not getting the South Park game until next year. Oh, well, I don't know how exactly I feel about that. If I mean, really, if they're pulling out and they're needing a year, there's definitely they need to make some improvements, right? Oh, it was a rough road for the first South Park game, right? There was between the pickup of THQ and then THQ going under and then Ubisoft picking up the title and then it was just seeing one disaster after another. But in the end, it all paid off and South Park turned out to be a fantastic game. So if you need more time, then you need more time and hopefully they can do the same to this one. Yeah, hopefully. Stick of truth, man. Everyone that I know that's played it loved that game. Yeah, so you can only expect this to be about the same, if not yeah. even better. Yeah. This one's all you. All right, this one's me. I <laughs> this is right up your alley. <laughs> so Destiny 2 will be out in 2017 due to a contract with Activision Bungie who has no choice and must have Destiny 2 out this year. Now Bungie stated that that is not true, this contract. But it was all leaked and speculation this and speculation that. Mm. So really, I look for Destiny 2 to be this year. As much as they've denied it, it's in their contract, according to Activision, that this program that they've laid out for Destiny, their vision of Destiny 1, 2, 3, over this 10-year span, we're looking like 2017 is the year for Destiny 2, which has been a long time since Destiny 1. Oh my god, man, I cannot wait. I want a Destiny 2. <laughs> as much as I loved all the content from Destiny, it's time for a change, you know? Well, yeah, and moving forward, it sounds like they're not even going to carry over what was in Destiny 1. So all this time you've invested in the first game doesn't seem like it's going to really matter for the second one. Which... It's a heartbreak, isn't it? It is. A part of me is like that, but then at the same time, you know, depending, I don't know, I just got to see what Destiny 2 has to offer because if it's enough new stuff and all like from what i've a couple things i've read they said new subclasses new classes entirely a whole new playable area it's going to be a lot like just a way more polished version of destiny not, not a lot of wasted time like you have yeah <laughs> like in destiny you to go to orbit go to the next mission go to orbit do this it's like instead of loading be, right yeah just, just so much wasted time loading and my god easily the longest multiplayer load times you know, you spend, yeah. between matches, you're sometimes 10 fucking minutes, man. <laughs> that's painful. 10 minutes. Like, dude, you play Doom, minute, boom. You got a minute timer, that's yeah. it. Sure, if people disconnect, it might take an extra minute. Is there anything you're hoping to see come Destiny 2 that you would have liked to have seen in Destiny 1? <sighs> I, don't really, I don't really know. That's a, You just want to see what they have? I just, yeah, pretty much that's it. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I, I've thought a lot about it, and it's mm -hmm. just like there's just a too much. I, I just I really love Destiny, so it's kind of hard to... I loved their concept. I jumped in on day one. It felt so empty, and then I hooked up with some friends, and he's sitting there going, okay, so you're going to level up. 
here, there's a bug where the enemies just keep piling, <laughs> and they keep piling out yeah. of this cave, and you just stand here for the next little bit and shoot it. I said, you said, I got to do what? <laughs> no fucking way do I have time to stand here for hours on end and shoot into an empty cave where all these bad guys come out of, and I'm like, nope. I'm, I'm done. That sounds like Vanilla Destiny. <laughs> oh my god, but that was when it launched, right? Obviously, I know there's been a lot of upgrading and they've revamped the systems and there's a lot to the game now, but when it first launched, whole, I bailed. Like, I played the game, I finished the campaign of what was the campaign. <laughs> the very lack thereof. Right? Well, yeah. And then I liked what they had in concept, but to sit there and grind, I don't have time on end to sit there and grind my ass off for this stuff. So I bounced. Definitely excited to see what they're going to bring for Destiny 2. Hopefully there's a lot more. Hopefully they don't make it feel as grindy where I have to keep going at the same stuff over and over and over and over again. Some people like that. They like to sit there and feel, okay, I'll just put on a podcast, hopefully maybe ours, and then <laughs> keep it looping and go and then just keep looping with the bad guys. But I don't, man, I don't have time for that. It's just, it feels like a waste. It's, for me, see, I do love... I love the grind, but I also like to achieve things. Like, in Destiny, man, if anyone's familiar with Destiny, the Galahorn was the weapon of year one. Yeah. I played, I don't know how many days of time, weeks of time into Destiny, and never got a Galahorn. And I did you know, all the right steps, doing the raid, doing this. I mean, that, <laughs> that was one thing that really killed me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they got to just try to find a balance between... The people that love to grind and sit there for, you know, people who still play Destiny now. The people that, to try and cater to them, but to cater to people that don't have countless hours every week, you know. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they have for a new story. Because I'm yeah. more story driven. So. From what I've read, they, they said that the Destiny 2 story will be a big cinematic story. So. Yeah, I've seen that too. I, anxious. I hope so. Yeah, I'm anxious. So hopefully we'll see something here. In the near future, from Bungie as well. Friggin' Bungie, are. though, they they keep their mouth sealed tight, man. Oh yeah. That's the only thing you ever hear is fucking leaks. It's, <laughs> it's never anything from them. Yeah, nothing's official, right? So when we hear something official, we'll definitely be I'll, talking about it. I'll be talking about it. <laughs> Nintendo has announced an expansion pass for Zelda: The Breath of the Wild, offering its first ever DLC in the main series of Legend of Zelda. So on March third. For $20 US, I'm going to say it's Canadian too, hopefully. Probably. Well, right? I hope so. Better not be right? 25 The expansion pass will offer two extra content packs to be released later in 2017. So we're going to get one pack in summer. Is it going to get a new cave, a hard mode, and a new feature for the in-game map? That's weird. Like, a new feature? What kind of feature for the... To me, it sounds like they haven't finished the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right and then in holiday season for pack two you're gonna get a new dungeon a new original story so maybe a side quest or just more story content and additional challenges looks like nintendo's taking the road of every other producing company out there you know what i mean like well yeah that's how you keep your audience coming back for more right oh uh, i guess i can't say everyone because rockstar you know I'm still waiting for my GTA 5 single-player DLC, and I don't see that coming <laughs> at all. I don't think that's coming. No, it's all GTA Online, and that is all they care about. And then, of course, Red Dead Redemption 2. So, unfortunately, even though they said that they were going to bring... 
DLC to the main campaign for GTA 5. It's just what? It's that's, not happening. That's too bad. I yeah. mean, at least all the content that they are releasing is free, which is great. Like that's. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> I don't know any other companies that do that. Like really. <laughs> oh, man, when you make that much money though, it it's yeah. just keeps pouring in, right? So keep going and feeding in the game. So we'll see how this DLC comes for uh, for Zelda, but yeah, it's a first for Nintendo, which is interesting. Yeah. I'm, as we talked last week, man, skepticism for the Nintendo Switch. So, I don't know. They definitely got a good game here, I feel. Oh, Breath, like, you're buying a Nintendo to, to buy Zelda, or to play Zelda, right? So, some news on Call of Duty. COD sees layoffs. This is kind of, this is always sad. Never really a great thing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, no one, you don't want to hear anybody losing their jobs, right? According to a report from Kotaku, approximately 20 staff members from Call of Duty Infinite Warfare developer Infinity War were laid off. That's too bad. It, it is unfortunate, but this is the backlash that you're starting to see now from the Call of Duty games because people just aren't buying them as much as they used to. They're still selling huge numbers, but you're starting to see the the fatigue of the Call of Duty series coming around. No, it's it, totally. Yeah. How many years can you make at one? You know, basically the same freaking game. Well, yeah, but the jump to space was their new. Hit the jump to yeah the next big thing right when you saw last year's game with something similar to Titanfall and then this year coming to space people are excited the campaigns are fantastic I enjoyed it for the I played the trial and the campaign was actually pretty enjoyable but yeah. is it worth buying uh, uh, an entire new game for a, probably an eight hour campaign if you're lucky if you're lucky is that long exactly if yeah it, their focus is the multiplayer and they want to keep people around in the multiplayer. But it's just exhausting to think that this is what you get year in and year out. Which leads up to the next story of Call of Duty heading back to its roots. And this is exciting. I'm excited about this. I used to play Call of Duty. Basically, I played Call of Duty 3. I, wasn't, I never owned it, but I played it. Yeah. But then Call of Duty 4, you know, I pre-ordered the limited edition and it just, wow. Yeah. You know. If they go back to that or to Modern Warfare 2, then I'm back in. Well, that's just it. And uh, they announced in an earnings call in 2017, Activision will take a Call of Duty back to its roots and traditional combat will once again take center stage. This is what our dedicated community of Call of Duty players and Sledgehammer Games, which has been developing this year's title, are most excited about. No other details were given about this year's game. But, again, this is DICE brought Battlefield 1... So that's a whole twist from what we've seen lately. Are we heading back to the World War II? Or are we just going back to Modern Warfare? I'm curious to see what Sledgehammer yeah, Games that's, that's a good point. Has. I don't really think if they're going really back to the roots. How know? far back are they going? Because Call of Duty started back in World War, yeah, right? That's when it all was back then. And then you saw the leap forward. They all wanted to go to the future. So are we heading back or are we going to just gonna scale it back? I guess would be the biggest question, right? Mm -hmm. what, what would you like to see? I don't want to go back to World War One or Two. I want to go back to Modern Warfare. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That game was freaking incredible. Dude, the campaign was so good. That was like I, absolutely. Then Modern Warfare Three came up, but anyways, Modern <laughs> Warfare One and Two were just so good, man. Wow. Yeah. So I want to see it return to that. Back to that. Let's go to those roots. But when they say the roots. The roots are pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious to see. Even, we'll see. Even in Black Ops, like, 
in the original Call of Duty Black Ops, they went to like kind of like the seventies era. That was cool, man. Sure, that was really cool. They had cool guns, you know. It was just like it was just like a really great idea, and then they just kind of strafed away from it entirely. When yeah. I know so many people that love that, you know. Absolutely. And with E3 just around the corner now, we're going to start hearing more and more about what Sledgehammer is up to. Yeah. And then I, there'll be a big revealed course at Activision's E3 press conference. And I won't lie, I really enjoyed what Sledgehammer brought. A lot of people didn't like Advanced Warfare, like I, Call of Duty, but I really liked it. I liked man. it too. I, I don't care what too. anybody says. They were these they were super smooth controls. It was, you know, for Call of Duty, that was like the first you know, turn or like change, I guess, big change, yeah. right? Yep. I don't know. I the campaign was very mediocre. It was, you know, you could see the whole story unravel as it when it started, but the multiplayer and the the controls and everything were. I thought they were great, but man, so many people did not like them. So I'm excited to see what Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, sorry, has to offer us. Yeah, me too. Last story. All right. Forza hits a milestone. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. Very cool. Studio head Alan Hartman of Turn 10 Studios announced that Forza series hit a major milestone as of December 2016. The Forza franchise exceeded 1 billion. Billion. Not a million. Oh. That's 1 billion dollars in retail sales. As of December, more than 14 million unique players were involved in the Forza community on Xbox One and Windows 10. Forza Horizon 3 sold through 2.5 million units, which is a lot lower than I thought it would be for the Horizon series. I thought it would have been a little higher, but it is what it is, I guess. But I, I don't know. I kind of hope for more. I think what helped them out, to be honest, is Windows 10 is now involved more than just being on an Xbox, right? Mm -hmm. Phil Spencer praised the Forza series. Quote, since the beginning, Forza has combined stunning graphics, racing lead, racing's leading simulation engine, and an emphasis on fun and accessibility. With Forza series, Turn 10 Studios has built the world's largest racing community. We couldn't be more proud of their success. Good on them. Yeah, no kidding, man. A billion, that is, a billion is a thousand millions. Yeah. That's one way to just think about it. That is so much money. Who cares if it's over, what, probably a 10-year lifespan? That's... That's incredible, man. Yeah, it's very cool to see that. Again, like I said, though, for me, it's all about Horizon series. So to see that 2.5 million units were sold through, I was a little shocked. I thought it would have been a little bit higher because I know so many people that love that game. Very yeah. cool. Should we get on with topic of the week? All right, way too many fucking games. That's what's up. Yeah, that's this week's topic of the week. Too many games, too many new games. Each and every week, there are about a dozen games that come out. It is crazy, because you'll never get to all of them as much as you want to. You won't play half of them. Maybe, I'd say 50% to 70% of them are even garbage. They don't even need to be out. Unfortunately, that's just the truth. That's how it is, right? Some <laughs> yeah. of these games are just shit. Between AAA games, indie games, and our backlog of games... We can't, it, there's just so many. Oh man, it's, uh, oh, it's too much. It's crazy, right? So here, I'm on the drop for PlayStation for the week of February 14th. Let's see how many games are on here. Battle Islands Commanders, Bridge Constructor, which is on the Vita, kind of thinking about getting that one. Huh? That could be fun. <laughs> it could be. Fly Wrench, For Honor, we just got that one. Um, IO, what the hell is that? 
PS4, PS Vita. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, I don't even, you don't even know what half of these are. Monsters, Monster Loves You. PS4 Digital, MX Nitro, Ride 2, Skyride, Sniper Elite 4 is out this week. Sorry, and these are all this week. This is just this week. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Starry Nights Helix, Toy Odyssey, The Lost and Found, Vertical Drop Heroes, HD. So, okay, let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm still going. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games. Jesus, that's as many as freaking exclusive Xbox has this year. Holy crap, man. This is ridiculous to get this many in one week. I get you want to broaden the horizon, so not everybody wants a first-person shooter. Not everybody wants an indie title. Not everybody is looking for the AAA title. And you want to feed that audience. But 14 titles in one freaking week? When games come out nowadays... There is the main campaign, and if you're going to get something like For Honor, we'll say is what, 12 hours? 8 to 12 maybe for the campaign, and then the multiplayer. So what's the multiplayer going to be? Another 20 hours you're going to put into that on the average player, unless that's all you're going to play, and then you're going to sink 40, 50, 60, maybe 100 hours into it. That's one game. What happened to all the other 14 that are on here? Are they getting ignored? Like, IO, what is this? You think, too, you know, you play that game with, let's just say you sink 200 hours, which is a lot of hours, but if you game a lot, like, let's say, say three or four weeks, there's going to be another 50 games that are already out in that time. Well, it's crazy. I, go, I take a look at my backlog, my backlog of games here. So I'm still, I finished Hitman. The Hitman series dropped in episodes. I played each episode, finished the campaign, but there's still all the challenges to go back to do, which I've done some of them. I'd like to get back, but each week there's a new game, so how do you keep up? <laughs> NBA 2K17, that's a grinding game. You customize your character, you go on, you do this, you do that. I got Yakuza 0, Hitman, uh, Neo, which I just reviewed last week, though I said it wasn't really my kind of game, but still the point is, that one there is 100 hours. <laughs> yeah. Right? You get into some of these games. I got Dex on my Vita, which honestly, it runs like shit. Good game. It's just on the Vita. Sucks. The oh, Last yeah. Guardian wasn't out too long ago. That's just on PlayStation when I jump over to Xbox. Like, it's just, my list goes on and on and on. I find nowadays, I finish fewer and fewer games. Which is frustrating, but... Especially with what we do, because we're trying to always keep up with what's next. So that can be hard, but not everybody has this problem. I know, boo-hoo for us. I, I, know, I get it, that, yeah. right? But that, the problem is, some of these games are just garbage. You're not going to play them. Who monitors what comes out each and every week? Does anybody play these games to go, you know what, maybe this one shouldn't be on our platform? You go over to PC, holy fuck, Steam is just a shit show of games. Each and every week. You think 14 on just for Sony's drop is outrageous. Go over there. Not only do you have the games that are out that week, you're also getting into early access content. Yeah, and that's is another big list of games. Well, like it, it just gets to be that the point is that there's just there's too much. 
Remember when we first started gaming back on the... Well, I'm going back to Coleco, but we'll we'll jump ahead a little bit to, to Nintendo. My <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> when you take a look at that, it's you go to Nintendo, and when you're a kid, you get one game, and you play that game, and you play that game, and that's all you play for six months until you can afford to buy the next one. Nowadays, you're buying two, three, four games a month, not one game. And how much time do you devote to those games? Overwatch. I played a couple hours of that game. The game is fantastic. Yeah, no, and I, I want to get back to it, but... But it's hard. <laughs> damn time. <laughs> right? I played, man, I played a ton of hours into ReCore. Still not quite finished that one, because I'm stuck on a fucking dungeon that's just driving <laughs> me crazy. But the game, I love that game. It's a ton of fun. And then you're getting free-to-play titles like Paragon that I've sunk I don't know how many hours into. Gigantic was on the Xbox. It is free-to-play versus the $80 versus the $20. And then they put them on sale to what just dropped this week alone. There's just there's too many. Too many games. It's just it's overwhelming. But again, not all of them are quality. Yeah, you get games like... I actually just bought it because <laughs> it was on sale. But home line or home front or whatever, right? That was a train wreck. Yeah, man. Like that game was supposed to be. It was a triple A title, right? Yeah. And you know, it was shit when it came out. And look what happened, right? Like I just feel like gaming companies need to really just take it easy for a second and just put quality over quantity. It's, I feel like anyway. It also comes down to Microsoft, Sony, and Valve. To take a look at what's getting dropped on their platform to say, okay, this one will please this audience, this one will please that audience, this one is just garbage, we'll leave it off, and this one we can push the most. We don't need 14 games in a week, who's buying all this stuff? Not everybody's freaking rich, man. <laughs> well, it's just, I don't understand why we get so many games in each and every week. That was just on Sony's platform from the weekly drop. I didn't even get into what Microsoft was launching. So if you own both consoles, a PC, you're picking and choosing because you can't afford it all. And sometimes you get stuck in the buying a shitty game. Yeah. The thing, when you buy a game, your goal is always to finish the game. But 90% of gamers don't finish the game at all. I wish they would just go in and pick and choose the proper titles with quality and not just keep shelling out games because someone may buy it and there's a dollar or two for us. What what I do like that certain games do, like Dead Rising 4, they have a free trial where you can play, I think it's just an hour, but it's an hour in game time. So at least there's something, something to test these games out. You know, Just like these trials, they're great. It's the full game for an hour. Do what you want, get achievements, save your pro progress, and then if you like the game, fucking buy it, you know? None of this, like, you ever have to guess or wait till a review comes out, and even reviews aren't always accurate, man. It depends, right? You gotta find the proper reviewer that you feel most comfortable with. Okay, I know Drew likes the stealth game, so I'm gonna follow what Drew does because he knows his stealth games because I, I play the Splinter Cells, I play the Thief game, I play the... Any stealth game, that's my genre, and that's where I'm going to sneak into, and that's what I'm going to focus my time on. So if you can relate with me, 
then cool. But if you're going, oh man, I like Doom, I like Ark, and then they get accompanied to what you are enjoying, then they get a feel that, okay, you know what, I can trust Nate in the fact that he plays these games, I like these games too, but it doesn't always work. Sometimes my everybody's different, right? My opinion is different than what your opinion is. You play Doom. I didn't want anything to do with Doom. <laughs> so I'm not going to bother. So it's just one of those things. I'd like to see them focus down on quality. And hopefully one day we can maybe not see 14 games launched in one week. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, All right. Why don't we take a break and we'll get into this week's review. All right, so we've been playing a nice little RTS game called Halo Wars 2. Big shout out and thank you to Microsoft. Robert, thanks a lot for this one. What do you think of Halo Wars 2, an RTS genre that is not really prominent on any of the consoles? Oh man, what can I say about this? It is freaking awesome, dude. Really well done, super polished game. It's got everything you need in an RTS and just a game itself with all sorts of multiplayer options, a wicked campaign, awesome cutscenes. I mean, the list is freaking endless, man. I really did enjoy this game. Yeah, I like that the campaign starts that you're up in orbit. You've been up there for 28 years and there's a distress call on the arc and you go down to investigate to kind of get your first run in with Atriox, the main villain of the game. And Wow, what a run-in that is. What an opening sequence to the game. It sucked me right into the campaign. And I just wanted to keep going. This game, it is, it is polished too. It is not just something that's thrown together. They've taken, Creative Assembly has taken the time and the effort to make sure that there is a solid core game for the Halo fans and for the RTS fans. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a longtime fan of the RTS, going back to like Red Alert and Age of Empires. Warcraft. So, so I'm a longtime fan of the RTS genre, going back to the Red Alert, Command and Conquer, yeah, me too. Age of Empires. So to bring this is a nice change of pace to the consoles, because there's nothing really out there for this there genre. There is not one freaking game on the current gen consoles man nothing not one rts <laughs> we're struggling for an rts and here it is if you guys are on the fence definitely take a look at this one halo wars 2 is freaking awesome i was so good it felt so comfortable to go back to a genre that i feel like i've kind of disappeared and gone away from for years i don't game on the pc as much as i used to so to have that crap i'm no longer with my mouse and keyboard to a controller, how are they gonna package this in? But boy, have they done it right. Yeah, so what, what do you think about the control side? I think the control scheme is cool. It, it's well thought out, it's fluid. It, it was simple enough that you're able to get in there, but when you plan and strategize and look for your upgrades and look for what troops you wanna send here and troops you wanna send out there, the controls are there to know that if you take the time, you can dive in deeper than what is initially there. So the casual gamer can jump in, get a couple of troops going, start to upgrade their base, and then bounce over to here. But if you get into the hardcore, I want to see if they can bring this to esports. Yeah, me too, man. It'd be on console, not on fucking PC. Yeah. It'd be really, really cool to see. 
That is the bonus of Microsoft though, because they have that play where you're able to buy it on the Xbox and it automatically goes to Windows 10. Oh man, that's, that's a really cool feature. It is a cool feature, but if you're hardcore console gamers like us, this is awesome. And I would, like I said, I'd love to see this for eSports because it is deep enough. I think that they can go there and basically what happens is you go to your base, you can upgrade your base, but to do it is simple. You just click a button, a wheel will kind of pop up, and it's up to you on to whether you choose to upgrade the base, bring out some troops. Or upgrade some tech for that specific building. Yeah, the buildings are simple enough that they basically surround the main hub. So when you played like Command and Conquer back in the day, you would build a base here and you'd drop it here, and then you would build something else and then you drop it over here. Where this is, it's all stationary. It's one spot, main base, and then there's hubs. And the more you upgrade it, the more hubs will pop up around your base. I like that a lot. Me too. It just, you know, for when you when you get in, sorry, when you think about RTS on a console, you kind of get a little scared usually because you're like, yeah, you know, sometimes it's a lot like to kind of handle. Like there's too much to RTSs. If you get into certain games, like I couldn't imagine playing. StarCraft 2 <laughs> no. on freaking Xbox, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. It would be just a nightmare. But then you get Halo Wars, which, like you said earlier, it has, you know, you can get really in-depth into the controls, and it's it's not sophisticated, but there's a lot to it. Or if you're a basic gamer, it's really easy to just pick up and play. Yeah, yeah, it's not overwhelming that it terrifies you and sends you the other direction of going, okay, I don't think I can handle this. Like I can't, I'm not keeping up with what i got to do. Yeah, oh, I know. What'd you think of the story? Story, I thought was pretty good, man. Like, the cutscenes, like I said, man, they are, they fucking wicked, man. Blur knows what to do when it comes to cutscenes, yeah. and Blur is back to do those cutscenes once again, and blows it out of the water. It makes me want to watch a Halo movie, really. Yeah, we, we should just stitch all those cutscenes together <laughs> and put it out, because that's, just to watch that is awesome. Yeah, is it you know the voice acting? That's great. Yep. The the villain's a freaking badass, man. He's incredible. I like him. Atriox is awesome. Yeah, he's a fucking cool villain. The characters themselves. Well, it was nice to see some a little bit of a throwback from some characters from the original Halo Wars, which I had played, and you know, kind of touching up on that to see a good sequel come out. I'm just I'm really impressed, man. I'm really excited. It's been a long time, so they're going to get some new fans who haven't played the original Halo Wars because I didn't play it. So I didn't know if, okay, if I didn't know the story from the first one, am I going to go in and be a little blind to some of the things they're talking about here? Completely new story, so you're able to go in. I haven't missed a beat at all. Yeah. It was good. You're going in and you're trying to track down Atriox and solve the problem with the Ark and why it's all gone to hell. And within the campaign, it's not just like, oh, build your base, destroy the enemy. There's objectives you got to do. There's, you know, it's enough diversity in the in the objectives, so you're not just, you know, the same thing over and over for 12 missions or whatever. Right? Yeah, I didn't find it repetitive at all. Yeah, it's, it's just really refreshing, man. It's great. One minute you're building your base, because what I like to do is I like to sit back, build up my resources, build up, I'll sit there for 20 minutes, half hour, just at my own base, not even venture out because I want to build my troop, and then I'll just go out and storm it all, right? So you can do that, but that's not every mission. Some missions you're going in solo, some missions you're timed, some you're building that base and going off, so it is varied. It's nice to see that it wasn't just go from point A, go to point B, beat those guys, and then do it over again. Yeah. The map selection, 
Oh wow, great map selection, dude. Very and cool. very pretty, like, you know? It's a good looking game. Yeah, it is a very, just like we said, polished, man. It just looks so polished. Yeah. No, I do like it a lot. <laughs> and from what I've seen, PC to Xbox One, you're not getting a lot more on the PC, like as far as graphics go or like frame rate issues, like not at all. Like it's mm -hmm. on par, they're the same. Now you and I jumped into some multiplayer. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> we, we played, it wasn't Domination, what was the other one we played? It was Deathmatch is what we yeah, played, death right? Match. Or Skirmish. Skirmish. That was, I went in solo first to play Skirmish. I got annihilated. <laughs> and then we went in together and we, we got annihilated. We got annihilated. <laughs> oh my God. Was... It, was, it was good though. You can play as co-op. You can play P versus P. You can go P versus E. So it is nice. And the whole thing is co-op if you wanted to. Yeah, that's, that's honestly, that's huge for me, man. A co-op storyline in full co-op. None of this like oh only a handful of missions are co-op. Yeah. Have at her. Like that's bullshit. I want full co-op <laughs> fucking story, and that's what Halo Wars Two brings, and that is fucking awesome, man. I really enjoy it. I love the fact like, that we, we gotta can team go up through the campaign together, hands down. Yeah, I've done it solo, so I'll have to go back now, and we'll go yeah. in. We'll do co-op for sure. It, it is cool. They come up with daily objectives that are coming. They're not up and running yet because we got early builds, but they are coming. So that, that was cool. There's a reason to go back. There is a whole experience system within the game. There is a ton to do more than just the campaign and a couple fights here on with multiplayer and stuff. Yeah. So getting into the multiplayer though, kind of like we just were, what, what would you say is your favorite game mode? Because there's a, there's a handful. What game modes are there? There, there's Blitz. I like the blitz mode. Oh, that looks, it's not looks, it is really cool. Yeah, because I'm able to get in, get a quick battle in, and then I'm done. I like that, where if you go in and you're doing deathmatch. <laughs> you can spend two hours. <laughs> well, yeah, you could be building back and forth, back and forth. I like domination too. I'm always a big fan of the domination, holding down a point. So yeah. that part is pretty cool, but I got to really kind of give it to the blitz side right now. I'm really digging the blitz. Yeah, I like the card system. It's... It's cool that you can build your own deck and, you know. It works off the resources, right? So you got to go out and you gain these resources, and that allows you to spend those resources on these cards. The card system was slick. I didn't, I was like, what, what cards? What? Yeah. I thought I was just building my stuff. What is this? So it, that's what allows you to go in quick. The game is fast because of the card system, and I thought the card system was actually pretty smart. That was cool. You can customize your own deck. And then if you pick a particular leader, because there are different factions, more or less, that you can go in and choose. Good guys, bad guys, Isabel, you know, all those kind of things. And depending on that faction is catered to those deck of cards. So you want to go in stealth or you want to go in heavy. You want to go in sluggish, but you're big brutes. So it's very cool. I liked the card system a lot. I thought it was quick. It was easy. It was accessible. Blitz is a great mode. Yeah, it's really cool and just innovative to, you know, RTSs, I'd say. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. All right, so what do you want to give Halo Wars 2? Man, I could easily give it a 9. Easily give it a 9. I'm right there with you. I'm going for a 9.0 as well. This game is solid. It's definitely worth the time, and it is a nice genre twist compared to what we've seen so many times is something that is refreshing and i like yeah man i'm excited to play it more and hopefully beat the co-op story with you yeah that'd be cool <laughs> if you guys like what you saw please subscribe to us we're posting each and every single week 
You can always follow me over on Twitter at 4NextLevelGamers. Or me at DoomGuyParker50. And don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page at Ironsight Gaming. Till next week, see ya!